Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. Hello, gorgeous. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good, like, you guys don't even understand the speak pipe that's coming later. <laughs> we don't, we want to keep, keep them, keep them hanging. Keep I, the anticipation. Or should we just start guns blazing with this speak pipe, you hot piece of ass? <laughs> Listen, my hetero life mate. My, start. We got to start with it. My big tall glass of water. <laughs> Let's hear from Brett Van Winkle. Ben and Josh, it's Brett from Arizona here. I want to call and say I love you guys. I appreciate your podcast. You guys are hilarious. I look forward to it every week. I'm glad I discovered you guys. And... I find yourself super relatable as a married guy. It was Just, going so well. I don't know. We're kind of in the same stages, you know, a couple kids or no kids, but young, married, and your stuff is super relatable. So I really appreciate that, and I think it's hilarious. I also think you guys will think it's funny and hopefully not offensive, but uh, if I was just a single guy listening to you guys talk, didn't know who either one of you were or that you were married, I would think you're probably a couple gay Jews. <laughs> That's a lot of Jewish content and a lot of stuff that only married guys would understand are talking about. I don't know. Like food and coffee houses. Nothing gayer than food and coffee houses. But I really appreciate what you guys do. And uh, I think you guys should start up the sport of jujitsu. J-U-W jitsu. Let me know what you think. Love you guys. First, first off, Brett, leave the jokes to us, okay? Jujitsu, that sucks. You suck at jokes, Brett. But I tell you. I've never laughed harder <laughs> than so the process for speak pipes is we'll go through them. Mm. We get so many of them. And we'll pick ones that we think are relatable or funny or whatever. <laughs> sure. And so this just started off like so earnest and all of a sudden he's like <laughs> just a couple of gay Jews. <laughs> I mean and, and I just gotta say, we are. We are. I love you. Listen, I love, I love you. you. I, love I you. think that if other than the physical part, we could totally be in a hetero life mate kind of. For sure. Partners. Partners. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Why not? Why, Why not? not? Why not? And yes, we do say gorgeous and we do say queens. Yes. And we do say all of these things because we hang out with not only a lot of gay people, but also my wife, your wife. They they use this slang. And so I'm so sorry that we've adopted some slang. We are. We Actually, are I'm not apologizing. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Yes. We are gorgeous queens. I think we're gorgeous queens. Uh, we are allies. And the truth is, we are raised by strong Jewish women. Agreed. And it brushed off a little bit. It did. It we're, did. 
We're guy girls. We're we're, sec- we're, we're secu- girl guys. We're girl guys. We're girl guys. We're girl guys. Yes. We're good guys. Yes. And clearly very. Uh, what's the term that I'm looking for? Mm. Uh, uh, God, handsome. We're we're very good looking. No, keep going. We're very we're stout. We're barrel chested. Uh, we're equestrian. We're good with horses. Comfortable? It's close to comfortable. Confident. That's confident. Oh, God. Oh, if I'm you're so- looking for the word confident, <laughs> we have bigger problems. No, no, no. I'm having like a mental crisis. That was so scary. You know, when you're just like, the word is just not coming. It's not coming. It's not coming. Yes. And it came. We're just confident. We're confident. We're confident. I that's got nothing to prove. Nothing to prove. Speaking of, you know, I just spent the holiday up north with my beautiful extended family. And a lot of these guys are naturally athletic, more prototypical guys, guys as portrayed in movies and television, Mm. AKA toxic. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) They were getting in such fights about cornhole rules, about pickleball logistics. And I just felt so lucky that I don't got to debate the nuance of pickleball because I know I suck. I suck. I'm not that dude. I can work out. I'm in okay shape. I bet I could outrun all of them distance wise, not speed wise. I'm I'm slow, but I'm steady. But I just, that's a Woody and Nuts moment. If you're competitive in your 30s and 40s or 50s and older, what are you nuts? Who cares? This is flag football at the park, Papa. You, you've you lost. You've lost. Claudia is going to come for you. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because she discovered this weekend that she is unbelievable at pickleball. I couldn't believe my eyes. I always knew like she was decent at tennis. Yeah. So fucking good. I believe And it. so toxically competitive. Wow. You have no idea. It was an absolute misery to share a court with her. It was <laughs> me, me and her versus Brian. We were at Brian's house, Brian mm. and Alex. And if I fucking missed, oh my God, what the fuck is wrong with you? It was... Ugh. Oh my God, the competitive spirit that was sitting in her that just explodes. I've only seen it once before, which is board games. Unbelievable, like code names, Monopoly deal. She is unbelievably competitive, but I could not believe how good she was at pickleball. I believe it. I think tennis really, obviously, if you were great at tennis, like pickleball is almost because it's easier-ish. I think so. I think it just is like a beautiful, it, there's a beautiful melding of ability. So you were in Northern California. I was. Were there fires? No, no fires. There weren't. No. Some people were, I guess I was in Northern California yesterday. People were saying, watch out for the fires. Not that I noticed. I, I mean, so. we're entering the season. Yeah, it's fire season. But I wanted to say quickly about competitiveness because I am competitive, but I'm quietly competitive. I'm so competitive that I won't even try things that I'm not really good at. And there's no learning curve. I don't want to get good. Like, so certain athletic things, I just know what my gifts are and what they're not. But more recently, I did an episode of the $10,000 Pyramid, which is a game show with Michael Strahan. And... I was like, and so what they do is they have you practice because they brought in a couple celebs and by celebs, I mean, B-listers such as myself. And so they bring in these people and you have a teammate, but they prepare you. You do like a one hour prepare call like a week before with one of the producers who was lovely, but their whole job is to make you feel confident right? So they're setting you up perfectly. They know the game. They've literally played for hundreds of episodes, but then 
you're doing it with someone who's never played like you and they're mm. your partner mm -hmm. and they're playing for real bucks, mm. right? So now there's the pressure of like, I don't wanna let this person down. Like this money means a lot to them. And also we're both kind of figuring it out as we go. I crush the preparation call so much, like literally where the producer was like, look out, looks like we got a <laughs> reoccurring coming, you know, like we're gonna have you back for multiple apps. I, I shanked it so hard <laughs> on the episode and like, I li like literally, cause basically you have to get like seven questions right within like 30 seconds. Some of them I'm getting five right, some of them I'm getting like three right. And I had to practice so much restraint that when that buzzer buzzed and I was failing to not go, fuck! <laughs> I just wanted to go like, fuck! Like, I, wanted, I was so mad at myself and then, and I know him so I can be a little critical. Mikey Strahan, beautiful guy, the best. Best gap in the biz, we love Mike but he would be like, the answer was Doritos. And I wanted to be like, you're reading the answer from your cards. <laughs> like, why don't you try sitting in this seat, Mike? Totally. Like, you know, don't, don't give me that tone, Doritos. Like, it's hard. It was so much pressure. Anyway, don't watch it. I'm really embarrassed about it. I just gotta say, I did not know that Michael Strahan was a mutual friend. Yeah. You're friends with Mikey Stray? The friends is probably loose, but he knows who I am. Very nice. Same team here. is great. Yes. Um, but he's a great guy. He's a great so guy. Jealous of how many game shows have you been on? That was I was. Uh, what I realized is I'm terrible on game shows, and I totally choke. And uh, the last game show I was on was Celebrity Double Dare on Nickelodeon when I was 13 years old. So jealous. Which I also got aggressively competitive about. So jealous. I am now manifesting. We need to be on a game show. I would. Family, family Feud. Family Feud. Oh, Steve Harvey, please. I love Steve. Do you know this about me? Have we spoken about this? No. I'm fucking obsessed with Steve Harvey. Well, tell me everything because of his work ethic? E everything. Because of his suits? It's just perfect baldness. His, his cute little mustache. His teeth, yes. His mustache. He's perfect. His everything. His, he's so, so funny. Yes. I love him. Yeah, I love him. I, I mean, I heard if you're a staff on Family Feud, you're not allowed to look Steve in the eye. Other than that, <laughs> <laughs> they're all toxic because we, we're constantly feeding them, making them feel unbelievable. They have like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course, it's going to like toxicity is going to build. That said, as long as you're good, I mean, he's great. He's great. He's great. Like, yes. I just know that if it wasn't Seacrest filling in for Pat Sajak, that Wheel of Fortune would be the greatest show of all time. With Steve Harvey. Steve and Vanna? Just Steve in general. Put Steve in any of those situations. Mm. How great is Jeopardy with Steve Harvey? Steve Harvey, yeah, Steve, Steve could do anything. The ultimate game show host. This episode of The Good Guys is brought to you by ZocDoc. Have you ever wanted to make a doctor appointment? You know, maybe your foot hurt, needed to go to the podiatrist, or maybe... You know, you just weren't feeling yourself, wanted to find a great new internist. And you called them, you know, you did your research online. I know I've done this before. Look for somebody in my area, find an appointment. All of a sudden, find out, oh, they don't take your insurance. Or maybe they don't even have an appointment for six months at a time and don't take your insurance. They're terrible. It's fine. We need to find a new doctor. We need to find a new doctor. Well, if only there was a way to find a new doctor quickly that takes your insurance. Introducing ZocDoc. ZocDoc, under 24 hours, you can find a doctor within your area that takes your insurance that actually has an appointment. 
It's unbelievable. I use ZocDoc. You should use ZocDoc. It's really an incredible platform. And ZocDoc is free. It's a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance and are located near you and treat almost any condition you're searching for. It takes all the guesswork out of it, makes everything so much easier. Finding a doctor is hard enough. Working through insurance is hard enough. ZocDoc makes everything so much easier. So go to ZocDoc.com slash goodguys and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash goodguys. ZocDoc.com slash goodguys. This episode of Good Guys is brought to you by Hero Bread. We love Hero Bread in our house. If I'm making, you know, maybe my world-famous tuna recipe that I'm never going to give out unless I get 5,000 likes on the Threads post, Go follow me on threads. Okay, this is an ad back to back to what we were doing. I'm making my famous tuna recipe. I'm looking for the most delicious, soft, fluffy piece of bread. Hero Bread is where I go. Not to mention, Hero Bread has five grams of protein per slice. Have you ever wanted to just have a sandwich but make sure that you get full? The protein is what makes you full. And it's always just so fulfilling to make a big, beautiful sandwich, feel full after you're healthier because you're not eating more. The protein is what's key. High fiber, low net carbs, no sugar. The bread is so good and squishy. It is absolutely delicious. They make sliced breads, buns, tortillas available at hero.co and on Amazon. We love Hero Bread in our house. And for good guys, listeners, for your first purchase, you can use code GOODGUYS for 10% off at Hero.co. So visit Hero.co and use code GOODGUYS at checkout for 10% off your first purchase. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O. Code GOODGUYS for 10% off your first order. What do you think about Ryan taking over for Pat Sajak on Wheel of Fortune? I think it's a really good fit. Mm. I will miss Pat. Sure. Pat was, he gave gave some great years. Yes. I will admit that I constantly confuse Pat and the late Regis Philbin. Is he late? Or did I make that Very up? Very late. Okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> I was like, is he dead? And then all I, of a sudden. I so, haven't been alive for years. <laughs> I always confuse them. They Maybe, like, I, I don't know why. But he was great. Wheel of Fortune. Excellent show. Yes. I do, I have always felt that the prizes were a little bit light. On, on the wheel? Yeah. I think that like, yeah. right, like, and nobody ever wins the million when they Never. spin the, the wheel at the end, like that, you know, the secondary wheel. Yes. Nobody ever wins the million. Rarely do you win a car. Like, I just, I think that the prizes are a bit light and I'd like to see them jacked up, especially because why wouldn't brands want to sponsor Wheel of Fortune? Like, why aren't they getting like cooler brands and like a random five night stay in some shack in mexico like why aren't they doing i don't know i've always felt the prices were light my friend won a toyota corolla on prices right i got in said toyota corolla when i say base model is there anything lower than base <laughs> this thing it was roll up windows in 2020 unbelievable not the best unbelievable roll up windows <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like the prices rights a great show 
Price is Right is a great show. And you know who else is great? Drew Carey. Uh, amazing. I was just about to ask. Is he, he's not still post, is he? He is. Unbelievable. Drew Carey is great. Do you know what he's doing for the writers in the no, Writers Guild? No, tell me. So he did this. In, oh, and tell people about the writers. Yeah. Because this is something that you're actively dealing with. So there's this historic strike where the writers who are part of the Writers Guild Association have basically staged a walkout. They are on strike. They've been on strike for over two and a half months now, and it really impacts the business. And it really impacts the lives of the writers who I'm sure ideally would rather be working and making money, but yep. they had to take a stand on what they deserve. And this happened in the mid-2000s. And basically, Drew Carey, quietly, they're two sort of flagship super... LA Southern California restaurants, which are swingers from the movie swingers. It became popular a diner in West Hollywood and Bob's big boy in Burbank, California, typical American fair diner food. Delicious. So when the strike started very quietly, he went to basically Drew Carey went to these restaurants, gave them a credit card and said, if anyone comes in here and shows you their writer's guild card, they can eat for free plus tip and just charge it to my card. And he paid for thousands of meals for writers during the last strike, and he's doing it again. Wow. So What a it, mensch. What a mensch. What a mensch. And how much do I wish I was in the writer's guild? Totally. Get, I could use a free lunch. Get a couple free Rubens. Nobody ever gives me a free lunch. No. No such thing as a There's free no, lunch. But there is. Right. If, if you're French, you carry. <laughs> <laughs> but the writers, you know, the writer's strike is necessary. You know, I heard John Hamm and Bill Bill Maher actually talking about it. If you look at the writer's strikes, they've literally happened when there's been massive shifts in the business model of Hollywood. So in the 60s, there was a writer's strike with the advent of residuals. Mm. Then in the 80s, it was over basic cable because that was new. In the mid 2000s, it was over DVDs and now it's over streaming because what happens is there's this massive shift in the business model. People are making money hand over hand and they go, no one goes, hey, are the writers OK? Nobody is worried about the writers, really anyone other than the people making money. So certain people and, and the actors might be next have to say time out. We need it carved out that we get, you know, our money and represented as well. Plus the whole AI thing is terrifying. But yeah, that's why the writers are striking. and We support. And so what are they platforming for? I think they're platforming for the size of the writers rooms because I think basically they want to lean out as much as they can. And writers are basically having to take less money and work less hours and less time during during the year. I, I can't speak to the subtleties of it, but it all seems very reasonable. Mm -hmm. And I heard this like awful take on TikTok of people saying like, well, writers in theory, if you're on a show, you're working six months and the average writer makes $200,000 a year. So what does that say for other Americans? But it's like, First of all, the job of a writer inherently and pretty much anyone in the creative field in showbiz, you're signing up to be out of work for a majority of your year. Mm -hmm. Right. So in those feast or famine times where you're making money, it's like it's like owning a summer camp. Mm -hmm. You've got to make everything from June to September. Otherwise, you're screwed. You're not making money in the winter. But you know that you're going to have this big influx of money and that'll sustain you for the year or two years that it takes you to get your next job. I don't know if you've noticed me take off my glasses and then put them back on. Yeah, tell me more. But I, but I want to address something that's been going on with me since I wasn't able to see the eye doctor until October 17th, as you remember. Yes. My prescription is old. So I'm looking at you and it's not it's not doing what it's supposed to do. And then I take it off. And obviously you're completely blurry, but I'm no longer looking through an old prescription. I think a man of your 
connections of your status of your financial security. Should be able to see an eye doctor tomorrow. Could go see one tomorrow. Yeah, I should probably be able to. But I'm going to take them off. But just in case people were watching on video and they're like, what the hell is he doing? I know. I just wanted to give you a peek inside of my brain. How long have you worn glasses? 10 years. Mm, so it's some somewhat new. Newish, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe more than 10 then. 12? Was there a fear about the aesthetics that are been about how you would look, whether it would heighten your... You're attracted by putting them on. Yeah, just like being. I'm going to be the glasses because you could be a contact guy. Yeah, I I fell into loving cool frames, mm. so I was like cool frame man, and I always like thought that was cool. But I have come to realize I think I look significantly sexier without glasses. Would you agree? Okay, my ga- my, <laughs> my, my my lover, my, my gay Jewish lover. <laughs> What a Reddit forum that would be. <laughs> we, we do need to talk about the what are you nuts of people calling each other their lovers, which I find really intimate. It is strange. It's strange. It is. What do you call Claudia? Your wife. My wife. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. What do you call Paige? Your wife? My wife. My Not my boo. My partner. My wife. Partner I hate. Partner's much worse. <laughs> because, par- because partner was supposed to be reserved, I believe, for the LGBTQ community. It was, sure. a, it was another word, right? Yes. And now all of a sudden people have just like stolen it and it's like your heterosexual partner. Like, right. They're, t- they're two, I'm sorry, they're, they're two words or I guess three words. Boyfriend, girlfriend, oh, husband, wife, four. But I- I you like partner? Here's the thing. I do, I, I would assume that because boy, because- people in high school have boyfriends and girlfriends that this idea of like, if you're in your thirties, if you've chosen to start a corporation with, with your, with the person that you're in love with and in the, the eyes of the state, uh, start a business, which was, that's all a marriage is to the business the state. of marriage, the business of marriage. I could understand them being like, we've chosen not to do that, but we're also not in high school. So we want some heightened word for what we are that partner would apply. But yeah, it's, uh, it, you know what? It's an interesting one. I don't know. It does need a new word. I am realizing that the 65-year-old and the 68-year-old that have pledged their life together. Yes. Right? Not married because they never wanted to get married. Yeah. Call themselves life partners. Or maybe they're the ones calling each other lovers, which, yes, <laughs> quite cringy. There needs to be a new word. Another this, word. This is my all-in. 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 This That's is my all-in. You're my all-in. Yeah, all-in. Or... Yeah. I'm going back to lover. My lover. I like, this is my lover. I have, <laughs> I have friends who go like, hi, lover. And I'm like, Ooh. terrible. <laughs> I just get the yeesh. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> but I get like my buddy got married, got divorced. They're now seeing each other again, which I think it's wonderful. They yeah. grew up, they did their own separate growth and they've reconnected. And he's like, I don't know what to call her. My wife, my ex-wife, my That's tough. So he calls her his partner. Project? Would that my project? Yeah. Like my maybe this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I we'll see. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This episode of Good Guys is brought to you by Via Hempco, the leader in CBD and THC products, shipping to all 50 states in discreet packaging right to your door. Because their THC is extracted from organic hemp and not marijuana, 
They're able to sell the same cannabis experience you know and love with no medical card required. And maybe smoking isn't your thing. Maybe you'd prefer a gummy, right? They have delicious gummies in extensive, extensive flavors. So many great flavor combinations made with vegan and organic ingredients. Via Hemp is the only lifestyle hemp brand. And they also have zero THC products in case, you know, maybe THC isn't your thing. It's my thing. But maybe it isn't your thing. Products for everyone, whether you're looking to microdose, whether you're looking to up the ante a little bit, Via Hempco is there for you. Again, THC, non-THC products, gummies, galore, flavors, it's fantastic. If you're 21 plus and want to try their products, go to viahemp.com and use code goodguys for 15% off. Plus, they'll add a free pack of their award-winning THC gummies to your order. Go to the link in description or type in V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com and use code GOODGUYS for 15% off plus free gummies. This episode of Good Guys is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one, that's right, folks, number one meal kit. Take a bite out of summer with HelloFresh. From chef-crafted seasonal recipes to their new fresh and fit summer menu, HelloFresh brings flavor right to your door. Pre-portioned ingredients help cut down on food waste, while step-by-step instructions make cooking a breeze, not a chore. I love HelloFresh. First and foremost, HelloFresh makes things so much easier, cuts down on time. You don't have to go shopping for ingredients. Also, you don't have to over-shop for ingredients. The hardest part about grocery shopping for food, I can't tell you how much lettuce I've had to throw away because you can never get the right amount of ingredients. They give you just the right amount to make the recipe that you're looking for. It's unbelievable. I love their tortilla soup. I've had their steak, delicious pastas, the food at HelloFresh, who it is delicious. So go to HelloFresh.com slash GoodGuys50 and use code GoodGuys50 for 50% off, folks. 50% off plus free shipping. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GoodGuys50 and use code GoodGuys50 for 50% off plus free shipping. Speaking of Failed marriages. Tell me. Did you see Bill de Blasio, Bill the criminal, my arch nemesis, back from the dead, gracing the New York Times cover, which, by the way, he must have paid someone to have this stupid fucking expose written on him and his wife, who, by the way, is also a criminal, the two of them. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. Did you see this article, though? No, but I will say that, in case anyone doesn't know, Bill de Blasio, former mayor of New York City and arch nemesis, current arch nemesis of Ben Soffer. Yes. Uh, Former arch nemesis of Ben Soffer, currently coming back up. So I'm like your friend that was married and now got back together with his wife. And now I don't know what to call her. Like, what what is he to me? What is he to me? An old fling? Ex-enemy. Ex-enemy. Bill de Blasio and Shirlane McRae are separating. I never knew. Is that is it Sherlane? Or you think that's Charlene? Sherlane? Mm. I'm going to say Sherlane. Sure. Okay, okay, I like that. Sherlane McRae are separating. 
Mr. de Blasio's marriage helped fuel his campaign for mayor of New York, and his intense personal and political bond with his wife drew admiration and scrutiny. About two months ago, after another stale Saturday night of binge-watching television at their Brooklyn home, <laughs> Bill de Blasio and Shirlane McRae surprised themselves. It began with an offhand remark, Why aren't you lovey-dovey anymore? Mr. de Blasio, the former New York City mayor, asked, according to, uh, asked Mrs. McRae, his wife. It moved quickly, both said, into sort of urgently searching dialogue that had been necessary for years, but avoided until that very moment. You can't fake it. Miss McRae said Tuesday. You can feel when things are off, Mr. de Blasio said. And now, apparently, they are living in the same Park Slope home, but dating other people, sexing other people, bringing everybody home, and they just have a wild house in Brooklyn. This is Bill de Blasio and his wife. What's your beef? And all I got to say is, what are you, nuts? (laughs) I don't know who's crazier. The Times for the profile... I don't need to know this. It's a wild-ass profile. I don't times. need to know this. It's a wild profile. I don't need to know this. Or just the two of them. They just continue to just be just like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Like, is it to is it because we're talking about them now? They're always, yeah, a, it's gotta they're always a walking publicity stunt, these two. Always. Yes. Always. So I went up north for 4th of July. <laughs> That's, I think you hit it right on the head at the beginning, though. The craziest shit is that somebody with kids is going, let's put this in the paper of record for the United States and let's put it on the cover. Who cares? Why are we talking about this? And why? how is this good for your family? Who cares? You got Ben Soffer, a former dentist student at the yeshiva, coming after you. Who cares? Was this really what you were looking for, Bill? Exactly. Exactly. It, th- to that end, it's an extreme what are you nuts. And I have, you know, slowly but surely become even more, con- you know, uh, conservative is the wrong word. I've become even more careful having two boys. It's like the idea, listen, I bring shame on myself all the time. You know, just look at any of the Vine videos I did. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I can be totally a total cornball. But like the idea of of bringing any amount of shame or embarrassment to my kids just terrifies me. You actually posted an incredibly hilarious and relatable TikTok reel over 4th of July that I love. That is the ultimate what are you nuts for an entire generation of people with camera phones that we still take videos and pictures of fireworks as if we're ever going to watch them again. Fireworks, but I'm realizing in some of the comments were to this point, everything. Like, you love Taylor Swift, enjoy every damn second of it. But like, if you're just taking video of her performance, like, wouldn't, first of all, how many people are you gonna show that to? And like, I'm just using Taylor Swift because she's the queen, you know, the Mashiach of all great performers. But it's like, wouldn't you be better served just sitting there and really letting it just sort of wash over you than being separated by your phone? And who's going to watch that video? At least in that situation, though, if you're really such a diehard fan, maybe you will rewatch it. Maybe Fair. you okay. want to relive it, right? Yeah. You had such great seats. You want to keep watching it at home. Maybe. Sure. That said, there is a concert DVD. Sure. That's going to be considerably better than whatever you took on your phone. It's going to be so 4K. to that, I agree. <laughs> but fireworks. You're never going to watch those again, ever. Are fireworks what are you nuts? Because I can't stand them. I think that fireworks are what are you nuts? They're 100% what are you nuts? How many people, I don't know the stat. I wish I looked it up. I should look it up. How many people on 4th of July do you think lose a hand? 
plenty. Plenty, right? Plenty, yeah. Not just that Giants wide receiver, plenty. Plenty. Yes. Jason Pierre-Paul, thumb, gone. Gone. Was that fireworks? Yeah, it was totally fireworks. And then didn't he continue to crush being in the NFL? He oh, had a better I think, season. I think he's still in it. Yeah, he crushes. With, with just like a big like fist. Mitt. Yeah, Mitt. I got all 10 fingers. I can't catch for shit. No, it's actually so impressive. I, well, he can't catch. He doesn't? No, defense. Oh, he's on defense. Solid. Yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you have this moment, and maybe this is just how unathletic I am, is like when someone throws a ball at me, time slows down, and I watch that ball spinning, heading in my direction, I think, oh, no. I just like the, the incoming embarrassment that's going to come from like, there's a 50-50 chance I'm not going to catch this. I'm just like, I wish they'd never thrown it at all. I'm the polar opposite. I have way too much confidence. Way too much. Yeah. But then I, I'll probably drop the pass. Like, I I think that I can catch anything. Yes. And if you throw it too hard at me, my hands just are too soft. Like, I they can't. It. I don't have those calloused football hands. It just. Do you play? I would assume you play catch with your in-laws. I do. And I, I can throw. I can whip a football because I, I actually had to court, play quarterback in a movie. And mm -hmm. so I did learn how to throw correctly, but like I have to warm up to it. And if I'm if I'm really whipping it, my elbow gets inflamed. I have to take four Advil. It's a whole to do. But yeah, my brother-in-law was QB1 at Fresno State, a division one football team. And my father-in-law played quarterback for the Jets for 10 years. So yeah, they throw hard. They throw hard. Yeah. They throw hard. And it's up here. You got to catch yeah. it up here in yeah. your head. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So when you get cast as a quarterback in a movie. Yeah. Do they they bring in a quarterback coach to really show you the ropes? Yeah. I went to a whole football camp for two weeks. Wow. With arena football and college players who were lovely. And it really revealed to me how, I mean, specifically a quarterback, having to memorize the plays and know, like, I mean, they're keeping track of their steps, the directions they're going, who they're faking it to, who they're throwing it to, whether it's a run play, a throw play. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, I was like, this is a lot. What? I'm laughing thinking, have you ever seen the show The Other Two? Have we spoken about this? We have, and I told you I haven't. Okay, well, you, <laughs> need, to you need to watch it. It was just canceled, things. but you need to watch it because it's so funny and such a parody on, on Hollywood, and I would just love it your in Hollywood reaction to the show because there's an entire scene where he's getting cast in this movie called Night Nurse uh -huh. and he goes to the hospital where his mom is sick and he will ask a nurse for something and he doesn't know which nurse is just an actor trying to get training from the nurses around them or a real nurse. That's so funny. It's so funny and it just made me think like you just like on the field with these college players playing quarterback and there's a quarterback that's a real quarterback or there's you that's a quarterback. Yeah. It's a really funny parody, but. I think my biggest embarrassment, like one that like is a core memory is after two weeks and they're really like getting everyone hyped that in two weeks we are going to show the plays to the producer and the director of the movie and we got to dial it in. Like, I think they were trying to give us something to work towards like a, the big game, but this yeah. is showing the producers right now. I'm so I'm 23. I'm so insecure. Not realizing like I'm, I've got the part. <laughs> Who gives a shit? That's what I would think now. I'd be like, if it don't look good, get a double. Mm -hmm. Like, cause even at my best, I'm probably not going to be able to, but maybe for a couple extra shots, you can use me instead of the double. So we win. So we're showing them the, the place. It's a big day after two weeks and my offensive line basically. And in case anyone's not a sports fan, these are the guys that protect. They are the line in front of the quarterback. 
and the one in the middle is usually the biggest guy, and he's the center, and he's the one that hikes the ball to the quarterback, and he's sort of like the main defender for the quarterback. Now, my center was a man named Ray, who mm. was a 300-plus pound black man, gorgeous, sweetheart, loveliest guy. Producers are watching. I've got a lineup behind Ray, as I've now done for two weeks straight. I proceed to line up behind a 170-pound white guy because <laughs> I'm so damn nervous. And Ray's looking at me like, Josh, over here. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> and it was one of my greatest embarrassments. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's so interesting because you watch so many of these, like, uh, like High School Musical. Yeah. Zach Efron, like, you watch it back. Terrible at basketball. Terrible. Terrible. And the whole movie is about him being a basketball player. Yeah, it's fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah, you can't, there's just some things you can't fake. It's not coordination. It's like, you can't teach looking the part. This episode of Good Guys is brought to you by Vroom. Vroom is the better way to buy and sell used cars. Looking for your next ride? Go to vroom.com now to shop thousands of cars right from your phone. With Vroom, you've never had to haggle or negotiate the price of the car, so you know you're getting a good deal. Best of all, when you buy a car from Vroom, they'll deliver it straight to you. You have a full week or 250 miles, whichever comes first, to make sure your new ride is right for you. Plus, all cars on Vroom.com come with a 90-day limited warranty or one year of nationwide road assistance, giving you peace of mind while you're on the road. Not only can you buy a car on Vroom.com, but you can also sell or trade in your old car too. No more driving around and getting appraisals you aren't sure are fair value. No more posting online or dealing with buyers and their endless questions and haggling over the price. Not with Vroom, not today. When you sell your car, you get an instant offer in as little as two minutes. All you need to get started is your license plate number or VIN. Then answer just a few questions about your car and Vroom gives you your price instantly. Nothing better than that. If you decide to sell your car to Vroom, they'll come pick it up free of charge. Sell your car to Vroom or trade it in if you find something you like on Vroom.com. Vroom, it's the better way to buy and sell used cars. So head over to Vroom.com now to see what your current ride is worth and check out thousands of cars to find your next one. That's V-R-O-O-M dot com. Vroom dot com. There are certain things that you can really like. I think, you know, Adrian Brody spent a year learning how to play piano for the pianist. Like, there are certain things that yeah. I think you can, but basketball is just one of those sports where you literally, like, it's just you have to be so physically graceful that you either have it or you don't. It's, and we know you have it. It's the same thing in that terrible movie that I watched on the plane three months ago, Basketball Diaries. Remember when I watched that for the first time? <laughs> you Terrible? <laughs> <laughs> so scary. And Leonardo DiCaprio, just, I'm sorry. You couldn't fool me that that's a ball player. That's nope. not it. That's not it. Nope. I nope. just love that Leo vapes. Does he? Yeah, he's a big vapor. V wow. Big smoker. Wow. Love, love that. I love, love smoking. That. Love I don't, smoking. But like, I love smokers. We, uh, we don't have any smoker sponsorships, like Lucy's. Let's sure. get some nicotine on board. Would love to. What was, what's, what was Max's... Uh... I, I don't know. I'm not giving him any extra... Nick-tack? Tic-tac? Nick... -tac? Nick 
I'm not giving him any extra, you know, support. Okay, fine. For, you know, he's probably getting money from that company. Hey, I've got a fun little, uh, <laughs> fun little so story funny. for us. Did you know that a DoorDash delivery man was fired after cursing out a woman over 25% tip? It was a $20 pizza. She gave him a $5 tip and he was like, nice house for a $5 tip. To which she said, thanks. And he said, fuck you. And walked away. This level of scum. Ben, thoughts? I mean, I have a separate what are you nuts, but this does bring up a very, like, valid what are you nuts that I feel every time I order on one of these platforms. Yes. Which is, if your meal isn't $25, maybe you ordered a large Nobu dinner for one, or maybe you ordered for a family of four. Yes. Maybe the bill was $300. Yes. And the percentages are 20 25 30 you think i'm tipping a delivery guy 60 dollars right 60 and if you didn't like look to change it you have to auto enter a different amount insanity so all i gotta say is that's a very appropriate tip yes. and until recently bruce soffer would give people a crisp one when they delivered his chinese food because that's what How it recently because that's what it once was <laughs> Uh, probably five to 10 years. It's not that recent, not that recent. Now he goes to a crisp five, sure. but I'm just saying until recently, a tip was a tip, right? A tip wasn't like on, on home delivery. It was like a, thanks for, thanks for giving this to me. It wasn't tipping like you're at a restaurant, right? right? Like it's, it's different. Like, or at least I've always perceived it as different, but like, there's also like a minimum, right? Like in LA, you're constantly going through valet. So up until a couple of years ago, as my celebrity rose and I couldn't hide out and be a bad tipper anymore. No, <laughs> but like if the valet was a $7 charge, I'd give three bucks. Cause I'm like, that's almost 50%. Like, totally. right. Yeah. But I've learned that I can't do that. It's ridiculous. No, the minimum I think is a five, right? Right. But I was like basing it on the price of the valet instead of just realizing like, no, like, for the manpower it takes to go get your car and drive it back, they deserve five bucks at least. Fine, fine, fair. But it's fair. hard. Like you've talked about, if you had a $8 breakfast at a diner, right? You can't give them a $1.60, no, a I, 20% tip. No, if I had an $8, I would probably just double it. What do you mean? Like if it, if I really went to the diner and somehow only spent $8, yeah. I'd probably, the bill would probably, like I'd leave seven. Right. I right like there yeah. was still that act of I don't know for sure it like there definitely is a minimum threshold yes but I think that that minimum threshold was met by that woman who gave the guy five bucks on something that was twenty five dollars it was a pizza hut pizza it was a twenty dollar no, pizza nothing wrong with it nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with it that guy sucks sucks that guy sucks and I think it's I think we have to talk about Britney Spears being smacked in the face by the San Antonio Spurs security I didn't see this. So, uh, do you know this rookie who's like lighting things up, Victor? Wembyama? Yes. Is so, it Wembyama? Yeah, I think that was it. Like, he's like a real phenom. Is he? Like, yeah, like 7'6", but can dribble like Chris Paul. Like, this oh, wow. is like, this is the new guy. Like, wow. think about what Giannis is doing. Like, they think he can be bigger and better than Giannis. Sheesh. So, what we come to find out is that Britney Spears was allegedly assaulted Wednesday night in Vegas. She apparently was at the Aria Hotel for dinner at Catch Restaurant. We've been there together. Delicious. With uh, her husband. 
Victor was there signing autographs. There was a big crowd around her, big crowd around him. I suppose it, she's a fan of of his and went over to ask if they could take a picture together. She tapped him on his back, right shoulder, and the director of team security for the San Antonio Spurs uh, backhanded her, <laughs> causing her to fall to the ground, knocking her glasses off. Which, like, if you want to, like, if I was a judge and I all I heard was someone got backhanded, I'd be like, okay, that's pretty bad. And then if you say knocked off their glasses, I hear that, I'd be like, you're going for life. Hundred percent. Why is knocking someone's glasses off so much meaner? Because there's something about wearing glasses as a glasses wearer that makes you appear disabled. <laughs> Because <laughs> we all think when people get their glasses knocked off, they're going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's exactly right. And also, like, it's actually pretty underrated. If you're a glasses wearer, the chances of you being punched in the face are way less than if you're not a glasses wearer because yeah. you're punching through glass. It's protective. Like, all of a sudden, it's not just a, no, but it's it's painful for the puncher. Sure. What if you get glass in your fist? Yeah, or Warby Parker framed to the knuckle. In the knuckle. Yeah. In the knuckle. Or if you get glass in their eye smokes but yeah it's i did not hear that story that's that is, wild that's nuts britney deserves better i'm just happy that britney's out and about i didn't know that she went to the aria i didn't even know that she left her house like all this stuff is like conspiracy theories that like britney spears is just like locked up in some castle like rapunzel and yeah. they're all making this fake content of her like doing this shit like you've seen her videos i have you've seen her videos and so I'm happy that she's out and about. That said, Victor Wembyama's security made us that she'll never leave the house again. I <laughs> she, mean, she probably went home and was like, I left the house for the first time in 10 years and got backhanded by security. And my glasses fell to the ground. I can't believe that that could happen to Britney Spears. And God love Britney and we love her. And I, the only love. thing, that, yeah. the, the only thing that would have made this story better is if they were going to dinner at Cheesecake Factory. Totally. Could you imagine? No, I can't. I can't. It wouldn't have happened there. If this somehow makes it to Britney Spears, I just want to tell her team that we'd love to have her. Yes. We'd love to have her. Or she doesn't even have to come on the pod. We'll just go see her show. She's not, in, she's not, doesn't have a residency anymore, does she? In I Vegas? don't think she, she doesn't do shows. She did. She, she did a show. She had a residency No, no, no I'm saying Vegas. she hasn't done shows in a very long time. Sure, sure, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, would kill, but everyone would kill for a Britney Spears tour. <sighs> you talk about Taylor Swift. She was Taylor Swift. That was my first CD. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Hit me, baby, one, one more time. time. I have another story because there's just a lot of good ones today. And that is, uh, did you know that the White House, that uh, there was possibly cocaine found in the West Wing uh, over the 4th of July? Mm. The Secret Service says it discovered a white powdery substance Sunday night in the West Wing during routine rounds. It's unclear where exactly in the West Wing it was found, but a spokesperson for the agency says that they stumbled upon it in a work area. Wow. Should we say who we think it was on three? Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. Hunter Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Joe is just like <laughs> Joe gets the call. He's like, what? <laughs> where's where's Honor? Where's Honor? Come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. Hunter. Get it together. <laughs> just clean up after yourself. Just clean up. You know, I went I took a tour of the White House with with uh a Mr. John Stamos. Really? 
yeah, they he performed with the Beach Boys for the Capitol uh, Capitol Hill Fourth of July extravaganza, right? Cool. And so they arranged a beautiful tour for us after, and it couldn't have been lovelier. And this is when Trump was president, and so I was first they show us the kitchen, and I said to the kitchen staff. He's not president anymore. They've probably, you know, replaced a lot of the staff by then. I said, what's Donnie T asking for in the middle of the night? And they were like, you know, he likes meat. And we try to sneak some vegetables in there. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, they're like, but mostly it's like steak and ketchup. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> He's a big McDonald's guy. Yeah, he loves Mickey D's. Yeah. Well, you can hear on the, the tapes that recently leaked that he's being indicted for where I just love that after he's allegedly showing classified documents to whomever, he goes, hey, bring in a couple Cokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. That's the best part. Yeah. So we took this tour of the White House and it was pretty fun. They showed us the uh, bowling alley. We got to go into the little, the where they do the, the, the press conferences. And I didn't get to go into the situation room. That I would have liked to mm. be in. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. I see us getting invited. Yeah, we should go. Yeah. I'd do go. it. I think we could go whenever we want. I was right? th- like, it can't be that hard. You'd have to want to go. Yeah. I think you got to be invited. And I was thinking about this for the next step. We should have chat GPT mm. create some sort of monologue for us mm. that we can do. Like you could do it in your Mrs. Doubtfire voice. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> your Euthygenia Doubtfire voice. And I'll do it as like Obama or Love Tracy it. Morgan. Love it. So I think that'd be fun. Oh, before we get to our Winnie Nuts moment, and comedians, feel free to steal this from me. I think I had a pretty genius idea for a comedian special that Mm. they should do, like a format. So usually specials, if you're of a certain level as a comedian, it's done at Radio City, like Sebastian Maniscalco or or like the great Claudio Oshry, or, you know, like a Madison Square Garden theater, or it's done at the Beacon, which is a little smaller, but still incredibly prestigious. And, And this is where they do their big show. Wouldn't it be dope if someone, if a comedian went and did their perfectly tailored 90 minutes at a, like, let's say the beacon, right? Killer show does well. It's 90 at the 90 minute mark. They then walk off stage, walk straight off stage into a car. Don't even stay for their whole applause break. You keep the camera rolling. They drive down to the cellar or stand up New York, which is closer to the beacon, but they go down to the cellar, let's say the preeminent comedy club in New York, and they go in the same night, in the same special, put up 15 minutes of new material. Very cool. Wouldn't that be cool? And you call it like staying humble. Very cool. Because you just have that dichotomy of like highest yeah. of highs, perfectly tailored material, and then the life of a comedian, which is okay, that, that whole hour and a half is now cashed. I got to start start again. It would be such a good, like, Chappelle. Chappelle could do that. With in his, his eyes sleep. closed. Yeah, in his and sleep. crush both. I love it. Speaking of comics, before we get to What Are You Nuts? Yes. I saw Ricky Gervais last week. Brilliant. It was the greatest 70 minutes. And I said that it was the greatest 70 minutes of comedy that I've ever seen. And everyone in my DMs is like, your wife, your wife, your wife, she's a comic. And it's like, it was still the greatest 70 minutes. He's a genius. And, and Claudia would agree. Oh, my God. So, so, so funny. Genius. If you are able to see Armageddon, go see it. Like, I I can't pass. I pray that there's a special. It was so funny. I love it. I won't spoil any of it, but it was so funny. It was so funny. What's your what are you nuts? Um, my what are you nuts is as a glasses wearer, 
uh, for a very long period of time, people forgot what I looked like without glasses. And I guess that I have either aged and developed like light bags, right? Like I not, can't not, relate. Not crazy bad, but like, yeah, like, like light bags. And, you know, recently people have felt free to uh, approach me and say, you know, Ben, is everything okay? You look very tired. Oh, I hate that. Well, and, and and it's it's like if I was like what if I was tired, would that make anything better? Right. Right. And You're if not I'm, offering me a bed. Yeah. And if I'm not tired, then you made me feel bad. And bags was like bags are just a very it's a human thing. Like it is. We're we're tired, we're stressed. You, I don't have the greatest face regimen. I don't use the the wonderful ice roller by Dear Media's Lauren Bostic, and I should to sure. ice roll under. And so I have I have some bags. But the what are you nuts is are you okay? You, you look a little bit tired. What are you nuts? Like sh- like shut up. Shut yeah. up. Shut up. Shut up. I agree, and I'm going to be really quick because I do have to pee. <laughs> My wedding nuts moment is it was just 4th of July. I think holiday clothing is fucking weird that you wear once a year. If you have an America cowboy hat or an America shirt, I got to say, and you and everyone will always say, hey, nice shirt, because you know they want to comment and they'll go, bring it out once a year. Leave it. <laughs> what are you nuts? Like, I don't know. A Christmas sweater, I guess. I think seasonal clothing's weird. I have to pee. Ben, take people away. I love you all. Watch the podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe. Go, Ben. That's it. Rate, review, and subscribe. That's a, you. You did it. You did it. It's it's a runoff. He's he ran off the set. He's gone. This is now a solo podcast. And uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Five stars. This was a five star episode. So to give it anything less uh, would would just be in bad taste. And uh, anything else from you, Josh? Nope. That's it, Ben. Have a good night. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.